There are over 550 million firearms in worldwide circulation. That's one firearm for every 12 people on the planet. The only question is, how do we arm the other 11? I've tasted your borscht. <laughs> this is Film Sack. <laughs> oh, sure. Greetings, and welcome to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. This is episode 570. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. He loves the continuing adventures of Ghost Rider and Morbius Dunaway. A baroom. Oh, hi. This week on Sack of Film, I like my way better. We lie to our <laughs> wives about our lucrative day jobs and board our post-Cold War era transport plane full of possibly illegal firearms to deal and face off with the story of America where Forrest Gump left off. Life is like a box of AK-47s and AIDS. You never know what's going to kill you. But hey, <laughs> children, what's that sound? Buffalo Springfield is playing now. Anywho, <laughs> selling, selling guns is like selling vacuum cleaners. You make calls, you pound the pavement, you visit warlords in Africa, you do the brown brown and try not to sleep with the warlord juniors, cowboys, cheerleaders who haven't changed their uniforms in months. Gross! <laughs> But not because of that, but because of one in every uh, one in four of Africa's cowboy cheerleaders have AIDS, according to this movie, yeah. which is about a family of fake Jews. So it could just be fake Jews. But the worst <laughs> part about this whole analogy is that now I am not sure if I am supposed to acquire something from one of those Rambo movies that is either a gun or a vacuum cleaner for Warlord Jr. So I think I will just stall until one of us dies. Randy? Selling guns is like sex. Don't put your junk in the wrong hole or you might lose it. <laughs> <laughs> top form. Top form as usual. Nicely yeah. done. Uh, also with us, Randy. He got hooked on cocaine really fast, Jordan. Mm. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. It's me, Brian. one of the casters of Pod. And uh, my name is Deluxe of Randy. I, I, I prefer it that way. Today, <laughs> we're talking about the very important subject covered in my new book, how to not get disowned from your immigrant family. <laughs> Wherever you're from, the threat of being disowned is always there. As you know, you're going to avoid being disowned by following my three easy rules. Number one, don't tell really big lies to your family. It's okay to tell them little lies. Obviously, obviously, everybody, right? I mean, it's okay. Even big lies, like, you know, big lies are okay. But really big lies... The, a really big lie like we'll just change our name and fly the flag sideways those will always get you number two you will get disowned if you let your little friends kill your little brother mm. so avoid that yeah. it won't be easy as anyone with a brother knows but you can do it <laughs> tell him to stay in the truck why don't little brothers ever follow instructions oh. number three Always use the best padlock that money can buy. <laughs> Sorry, I actually I call it lock of pad. And lock of pad. The, the price for the best lock of pad is about three dollars. No one could ever defeat a three dollar lock of pad. 
Is that your son's birthday? Yeah. (laughs) This warlord business was my favorite stuff. All right. Moving on to finally, Brian, he keeps two counterfeit cowboy cheerleaders in his car as well, Ibit. I do. Uh, Unfortunately, they're the the male cheerleaders that sit on the bottom to support the pyramid. I'm Nicolas Cage. That isn't my real name. There are a few occasions in the 20th century where it's been an advantage to be a Coppola. By the way, I'm doing the Andy Samberg, Nicholas Cage, <laughs> for those of you keeping score at home. Yeah. There have been a few occasions in the 20th century where it's been an advantage to be a Coppola, but I decided to name myself after a comic book character to make a name for myself. I'm an actor, but most of all, I'm a reactions dealer. I sell reactions to leftists, rightists, and movie fans alike, and I decided that if I was going to get into the reactions dealing business, I was going to aim high. Here's a good example of one of my best sellers. If I'm needing to indicate that I want a character to move along or pick up the pace, especially if I'm in a position of power, I'll do the clap and talk. Basically, it goes like this. I asked for a decaf shaken oat milk espresso with two pumps of hazelnut and no ice. <laughs> then there's an old standby. This one won't jam, break, or rust. It's the mellow sarcasm followed by mock acceptance, and it goes like this. Oh, I guess the reason I didn't get the free caramel drizzle on my phone was because your squeeze bottle was on the other side of the grinder. Cool, cool. <laughs> Nailed it. Of all the yeah, reactions yeah. in the vast Nicolas Cage arsenal, nothing's been more profitable than the bestseller that's gotten into everyone's hands, whether it's Simon Helberg or Andy Samberg. It's when I show my own level of crazy by randomly shouting the last word of my sentence. It's a reaction all filmgoers love. It's so easy. A child can do it, and they do. It goes <laughs> like this. If you can't get my order right, then I guess I'm going to have to take my business to Duncan. <laughs> the, the David Schwimmer, the full David Schwimmer. Yeah, that's oh, David, David Schwimmer. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> oh, my I do Lord. like the breakdown of the cage. That was fun. That was great. Yes. My gosh, yeah. I didn't realize. Well, I'm, whatever. All of those were immediately familiar to me. But if you yeah. had asked me beforehand, what are his like three tells as a as an actor? Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able yeah. to say it. But you did it. You sussed it out. I, I kind of you know let a peek behind the curtain of uh, workshopping yeah. a uh, an impersonation. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've, exactly. Yeah. Uh, apparently, you probably need to workshop that one a little bit further because it still sounds no. like Andy Samberg doing. <laughs> it's pretty good. I knew who you were attempting to be the entire time. So congratulations. <laughs> okay, yeah. good. Yeah, good. because you know I started it. with I'm Nicholas Cage, <laughs> which is how every great <laughs> impersonation yeah, should yeah, start. That's, I always. Try, try to contextualize what I'm about to say. Let yeah. me contextualize that. Always for you. start. I'm, I'm about to do Nicholas Cage. Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for helping me now understand for the first time that Simon Helberg on Big Bang Theory yeah. is just 80% Ross, 20% Urkel. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he kind of yeah. is. Yeah. But the dude does the best. Uh, Nicholas Cage impersonation I've been able to find. Oh yeah, because he looks like yeah. it. He's got the right look to start. He has the right look, but also he has the intonation. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's it's so much more of a visual impersonation than a an audio one. There's a um, I think it was Esquire. Another video I watched was uh, Nicholas Cage uh, Cage answering Google questions. Mm-hmm. Okay, and okay. If you have not seen it, it's excellent. Basically, he he uh, they do autofill on you know, what is Nicholas cage blank? And then he answers every question that comes up when, with Google's autofill. Oh, interesting. And, uh, um, if you listen to it without watching it, it's, you know, it's Nicholas cage, but it's harder to get that, that visual. But then when you watch it, it's like, okay, so much of his, 
stuff is visual that that you kind of need the visual to do a really good impression. Well, I'm going to play. I, I found the video. I'm just going to see it real quick, and then we'll talk about this movie. Yeah. But I want to hear. He- yeah. I want to hear Helberg's yeah. uh, impression. So here we go. Oh, oh we yeah. have to do an impression. You have oh. your choice. You can do Billy Baldwin. You can do Nicholas Cage. Or you can do Robin Williams. Or you can do uh, mogul skiing from the Olympics. <laughs> oh, this is a bad no. video. Hold no, on. No, no, it's good. It's good. Wow, you can. Yeah, which one of those you want to do? Uh, well, I guess I, I can make do... it easy on yourself. What do you want to do, Simon? Do a little Nicholas Cage for okay, you. Okay, Nicholas Cage. All right. Um, well, uh, Dave, we have to have <laughs> a serious talk. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. It's pretty good. It's really good. Yeah, he does. He does a great one. Threw a little uh, weird Texas thing in the beginning, but uh, yeah, we have to have. I have like to have. It's a, that's kind of a little bit of lean into the the exaggeration of it as opposed to just trying to sound just like him because yeah know, which I prefer wasn't that it was a, yeah. the famous Dana Carvey thing where he he was always like my impressions are terrible but it's about leaning into these like one or two little yes. key things and, and I love totally that these, these yeah. actors always come in pairs so we have Simon Helberg and we have uh the bear Jeremy Allen white and they're like they look so similar to me. I don't know who that is. Who's that second guy? He's uh, he's uh, the bear. Uh, the, oh, the bear, uh, the bear, the guy from the bear. Lip from uh, Shameless too. Yeah, they are. They are. They look like they were separated yeah. at birth. Those two. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. I have a, like. There's a lot of examples of that. We talked about it before, where they just like they they seem to come. They come from different places entirely. Yeah, they're just like mm-hmm. the same look. Yeah, like Dunaway and that um, voice that we always play. Oh, uh, Jim Varney. <laughs> Yes. Jim Varney and Dunaway were separated at birth. They have. Uh, yeah. Hold on, I got to. You'd play be surprised that. how much he looks like my papa. I mean, oh, really? I have I have relatives that literally look like Jim Varney. I would not be surprised to find out we were related somewhere along the lines. Oh, I wish I could find it. <laughs> yeah. Well, what does the person say? Got a little Varney in you. What is, I got a little Varney in me. What does I the char- a character say that I? Because that's how I have to search for. Uh, Vern, you mean? No. Talking about, yeah, talking about, talking about Vern? Yeah, but you, you. There's a certain line that he yeah, says. That, that clip is it? Thank you very much, or something like that, isn't uh, it? Uh, crap! I can't find it because I think it just says. Have sound, a nice day, or oh, what is it? <laughs> oh, here it is. Dunaway? No, that's done. That's not it. That's Faye Dunaway. Hold on, because you don't have it. <laughs> that's also related, probably. I'm yeah, sure. I was gonna say you've got to have a little Faye in you, Let's right? See. Got a little Faye hey, in giant me. Butthole. No, that's not it. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I used to call. <laughs> I used to call me all the time on my phone, and I would record yeah. it because they were Leave weird ass messages for Scott. It was yeah. fun. I haven't done those in a while. All right, I well, I can't days. find it, and it's bugging me. Oh wait, here it is. You're safe with us. That's so weird, That's dude. It totally sounds like Dunaway. Yeah. So weird. Us. Us. Anyway, the movie we watched is Lord of War, uh, starring uh, <laughs> Nicolas Cage, Ethan Hawke, and Jared, Jared Leto. Now, here's the deal. I thought I'd seen this. I had not. I had not seen this. This is uh, new to me. Now, I knew. I think I. I knew about it because at the time it reviewed really well, um, critically. Although I don't think audiences loved it. But uh, the reviews were pretty strong. I I'm remember. sure they were looking for for a a, a typical Nicolas Cage type of performance. Oh, for well, sure, they, they kind of got one. Kind like, of, I, yeah. yeah for, kind okay, of. So kind of. Yeah. If if I if you knew nothing about what I was about to show you, and I skipped his name, and I said, "Hey, I'm going to show you this movie that stars Ethan Hawke and Jared Leto and Ian Holm," you would yeah. go, "Oh, okay. Those people know how to pick scripts. Sure. I think this will yeah. be, you know, I think yeah. this will be like if if you cut Nicolas Cage completely out, 
right? Yeah. Like, right. like what? So then the question becomes, what is Nicolas Cage? <laughs> what? what oh, which was one of the questions that came up in that Esquire thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, there's, but you know what I'm saying? Like, how is it that he transforms a film so much? Well, right. Yeah. But see, here's the thing. And, and I may be the only one who feels this way and I'm totally fine being that, but I feel like this, the Nicholas Cage's Yuri could have been played by a dozen other, a dozen other actors. We don't need the Nicholas Cage. Mm-hmm. We don't need Nicholas Cage in this. This could have been John Cusack. This could have been, um, Oh, that's a good call. Actually. That's, uh, that's Aaron good. Eckhart. This could have been, yeah, Steve Carell. Like there's so many other <clears throat> actors that I could see in this role. Yeah. Um, and it's fine. I mean, I think, I think Nicholas Crage, 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 uh, Cage is a great pick. <laughs> the Crage. Crage. I think he's a great pick for this, but I don't think it had to be him. Totally agree. Um, it's, and that's funny. The other names you mentioned, every one of those popped and went, oh yeah, totally. Oh yeah, totally. Oh yeah, totally. Like George Clooney. Totally. Like anybody. George Clooney, another one. Yeah. Could have been exactly. anybody. You're totally right. Just now I think somebody who can exude some charm. Yeah. And now, and I, I will say though, with the choice they made, you know, there's these categories of Nick Cage movies. They're the ones where he feels like he's really phoning it in, or it's just sort of mm-hmm. surface level, very cagey, whatever. And then you get your, you get this, and you get Moonlight, Moonlight. Right. Uh, you get moonlight. Uh, pig, pig. You get pig is what I was trying to say. Uh-huh. Wasn't there a pig movie? Pig movie <laughs> about a pig. Uh, you get these like incredible one-off performances. This feels close to that to me. I think it's pretty yeah. good uh, for him. I but think so too. This, you know, this for me is one of the best. Nicholas Cage movies and it isn't solely because of Nicholas Cage. I think it's a it's a it's a really good story. I mean Dunaway and I talked in chat about it being intense and exhausting. It's not something yes. I want to watch more than, you know, if I'm gonna watch it multiple yes. times, not more than once a a, a decade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I think I think yeah. the, the whole subject and we've talked about this many times, please forgive me. We we've gone over our favorite Nick Cage movies we've gone yeah. over every every time we have a Nick Cage movie yeah. on film yeah, we do it every time we've gone over yeah. what might be the best and the, and there's such these are such different categories right like yeah. our favorite right like my favorite is Con Air not yeah. can't you can't call that objectively the best on that list although that list doesn't really have any truly great movies and that's what I'm that's what I'm kind of trying to get at is what is it about Nicolas Cage that like can you call him a bad actor? Like a, no. someone who's this successful in a, in a career, right? Can you mm-hmm. call yeah. him a bad actor? He is not actor? a bad guy. No. I, I will say, no. Brian states he is not a bad actor. Good. I no. agree. He's okay. not a bad actor. I even but think he, it's stuff where, he, is where the, Why the, is the total list, when you're talking about like his best movies, why doesn't it ever contain something that, you know, like actual critics consider an actually good movie. Well, like, like raising Arizona has got to be on, on the list of best. It's my favorite Nick Cage movie, but Con Air is right. really close. I love Con Air. But it's, he's got a, um, like a, a good comparison is Christopher Walken. He's got a very unique, um, style of delivery that permeates in every role that he, that he plays. And, it just becomes a weird affectation of whatever character he's playing. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it weirdly doesn't take you out of the film. You're not watching it saying, oh, all right, well, it's, I'm watching Nicolas Cage. You're watching Yuri Bugarov or whatever his name is. Um, or you're watching <laughs> High, you know, Escape from Jail or whatever. Yeah. And that character just happens to have a weird 
affectation that just happens to be Nicolas Cage's, just yeah. like Christopher Watkins. Orloff. Nicolas Cage is like chocolate ice cream. Orloff. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Nicolas Choc- Cage is like chocolate ice cream. Everybody agrees it's good. You could add some nuts and it'll be pretty good, but that's about it. Mm. Yeah. It's good. You can <laughs> yeah. never say it's bad. I think Nicholas Cage already has nuts. Sure. He's well, got some nuts. You know, you could add nuts. He's not always nuts, but generally nuts. Yeah. But, you know, that's about as far yeah. as it goes. But that also but that also feeds into what I like about his career is that I feel like he's just sort of like, well, yeah, what? Blah. Because he'll yeah. take whatever, he'll do whatever, yes. and he'll once in a while dip his foot into something really profound. And he'll go from yeah. that to Willy's Wonderland, and then he'll go right. back to something or normal to again. To drive angry, or by the way, uh, yeah. eleven. We've watched eleven movies before this yeah. one that starred Nick Cage, wow. and, and we still haven't seen Brandy, and we still haven't seen the one <laughs> yeah. where he comes back from hell to <laughs> yeah. to kill people. Not, yeah, not Ghost Rider, but a whole different and one where he comes yeah. back from. Hell. And, and yeah. I want to I want to make that point really stick. Starred Nicolas Cage. Nicolas yeah, Cage yeah. does is not an also ran in his movies, and that's a, another little factor that I just can't get over. You know, like mm-hmm. he doesn't he doesn't show he doesn't want a nomination for best supporting actor for you know playing somebody who has ten minutes of screen time and is very profound. Yeah, no, he doesn't want that. You know, Kickass is probably the only recent one. I mean, obviously, you can talk about Fast Times at Ridgemont High where he didn't speak at all or anything like that. Right, but um, uh, but his uh, like Kickass, he's he's not a major character. He's you know absolutely kind of in the supporting cast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, great though. Great memorable, but but a thing. great, but a great, but 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 a rare situation where he's not the. Mm-hmm. The main character, yeah, right. I agree. Uh, uh, Moonstruck was he? I mean, yeah, he was. It was, was, he, it was ancillary, but, basically. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. it was if still, anything, best uh, a supporting actor, but uh, sure. But it wasn't a small part by by any stretch. I, I feel like no. uh, so in the two hero things. He, well, he's done more than two, but the two the two hero things I'm thinking of, Kick Ass and uh, Spider Verse. Those are both these bit mm-hmm. roles that are very mm-hmm. memorable. Spider Verse is a good one. Yeah, yeah I right. loved him. In I that. don't think. I don't think Nicolas Cage has ever showed up to a job and went, mm, I'm just not into it today. Yeah. That, that, that's, <laughs> right. That's when yeah. somebody loves doing what they're doing. He loves making movies. Yeah. It feels he like always it. always brings his A game. And he's busy. Look that. at this, what we've got here in 2022 alone, the unbearable weight of massive talent, which everyone loved. Oh, I still need to see that. Butcher's Crossing. No idea. Uh, the, the retirement plan, which is still in the works, but ready to release. That's in post-production. Uh, the old way, Renfield. Oh, that's next year. So he plays Dracula in he the upcoming Dracula. Renfield. What the frick are we doing? Nicholas Holt is playing Renfield too, which is great. I don't even know. Have you seen this Ren- photo? Like, I don't even know what to make of no, this. Uh-uh. Oh, I'm sending no. it to you now because, gosh dang okay. it, you guys, what the frick are we doing? Look at this business. <laughs> oh yes. How is how is that Nicholas Cage slash John Travolta? Oh my how gosh. is that? He's gonna be on a box of chocolate uh chocolate, chocolate cereal. Uh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is no Halloween. This is no small I thing. Describe, this is good. I want to describe this to the to people listening at home. Nicholas Cage uh, is ostensibly a vampire, but what he looks like is somebody who is like your older uncle and was invited to the Halloween party <laughs> and only understood a part of what the Joker costume is supposed to look like. Yeah. So he, he manages to own a maroon suit yeah. and he's wearing that yeah, and he's it. got white make, he's got white face on. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks like he's playing uh, the dad in the uncle or the, uh, uh, the Seth Rogen remake of the Adams family. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's not. It doesn't it feel like he's too far off. a John Travolta role to me. I mean, it's, it is seriously some face off here. Yeah, there's some a little bit of face off vibes. So this actually yeah. seemed decent cast. You got that Sharia yeah. Ashagosha Doshalu, whatever her name is, that's from the the Expanse. Love her with her deep voice. <laughs> um, Nicholas Howell, as you said, Brian Aquafina, uh, Ben Schwartz. This looks all right. Yeah, yeah. So the Renfield is, I, I suppose, supposed to be about uh, Dracula being an actual real person who gets committed. And yeah. finds himself in a asylum. Yeah, I'm so, in. Um, I'm in. I'm all in. We're we're, we're going to be watching this. Where's this? You're brand- not worried that Aquafina is going to take you right out with her. Oh, okay. So you're Dracula. I get it. All right. Cool. Oh gosh. Her, you know like, what? Her, you uh, just you just ruined it. Because here's the thing. I, I'll watch Aquafina and things, and I like her in some things. But yeah. as soon as she starts doing that, yeah, I'm out. It's dude. got Ben Schwartz, and you're telling me Aquafina's. She's my problem. <laughs> Are you serious? She's my problem. Good point. I, Good point. Yeah, no, you're right. Ben Schwartz as Teddy Lobo. This is this going to be a comedy? It <laughs> looks like it might be a oh, dark comedy. It is. If like it's a- oh. Nick Cage, I think it's going to have. Oh, some listen comedy. to this. Based on an original pitch by Robert Kirkman. Oh no way! The, uh, so comedy no. horror. Yeah, with Walking Dead. Robert Kirkman. I'm, um, I'm in. Let's Invincible go. Robert Kirkman. I'm all in on this. I have no problem yeah, with this. Okay. I am you know, I'm I, yeah, I'm excited. I'm about always this. in. I want to challenge us to talk about things other than Nick Cage throughout this episode. <laughs> it's just and that's why we're done now. No more Nicholas Cage talk. Yeah. Like the, what's our movie next week? Yeah, what are we? <laughs> summary, <laughs> the, the summary, which I can't I just can't get over, and it's like hard to stop thinking about is Nick, it's a Nick Cage in a Nick Cage movie about a Nick Cage played character. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. he, how is it that he is so dominant? You could have, uh, as you were saying a minute ago, you could have gotten any. And by the way, get a European to play this role. Mm. Like he's supposed to be uh, Ukrainian American, first generation Ukrainian, right? Yeah. Well, well, he's born, but he's right. also born here, so they they don't grow up talking accents. They they grow up like oh, Americans. No, right? I think he says at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. They're they're he, he was he a kid when they immigrated. Oh. Yeah. He's He's a survivor, uh, and he's living uh, in the house of lies that is his father's fake Jew <laughs> life. Yeah, and this is where he learns everything from. So, yeah, yeah but was, what I'm saying yeah. is, even if you're a kid and you come over here, you you, you could lose that accent pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. As, as a yeah. kid, yeah, you could depending totally. on how young you are when you grow up here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that didn't bother me at all. But what what got what got me was just I thought this was based on a real story. It's not. It's based on a composite of like six of these dudes, and um. That were actual arms dealers during this era, which is also kind of fascinating in its own way. But Andrew Nichol, our director here, I think is deftly handling the, handling the material. Not only directed it, he wrote it, which appears to be something he prefers to do with everything he makes. He directs and he writes. So this is the writer of Gattaca and director of Gattaca. Um, he did which the Truman Show. Like yeah, long ago. Did Truman Show, or he wrote Truman Show, although I think Peter Weir actually directed it. Anyway, um, Let's see what else. The host, Simone, the terminal, Lord of War, in time, the minutes, uh, good kill, uh, something called Monopoly coming up. I hope that one's all about the game. Uh, oh, it is shit. <laughs> oh no, it's not. I'm uh, sorry. It's a. It's <laughs> Kevin Hart is attached. You be careful what you ask for because you get it. <laughs> Alongside the director. Our cinematographer for this movie is Amir Mokri, who we've seen twice before, and it's all starting to make sense. Uh, he was the cinematography for Bad Boys 2 and Season of the Witch. Oh, I could see that. Which we, saw. Mm-hmm. we saw that on Film Sack. Yeah. 
And um, yeah, so like I, I felt like throughout the movie, I felt like, oh, the director and the cinematographer are punching above this movie's weight class. Agreed. <laughs> you know? Agreed. I think it looked really good. And yeah. um, if I had any problem with it, really, over just kind of an overall before we get into the nitty gritty, is that it seems to have so many plot directions that it's it gets a little lost in itself about midway. And sure. doesn't isn't sure if it wants to be about a guy who's loaded and his family's effed and he does not telling him anything, or is this a movie about the proliferation of of weapons in the eighties and nineties and you know arming opposite armies, you know all the all the problems that come from that. Um, I think it has one of the strongest intros I've ever seen. Oh God, the ti- yeah the opening title sequence I love that. is okay, amazing. But love yeah. that. that's the best since Forrest Gump. May, uh, but you know what? Can we, oh, with the feather flying yeah, around? that's pretty good. <laughs> I had to think about, wait a minute, how does Forrest Gump open? Can that's we complain good. a little bit that the uh, CGI graphics don't really hold up? Did oh, they, yeah. 2005, this should have been better. For for something uh, non-organic, there's no reason why. Yeah, but that yeah. stuff at the beginning was, 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 was uh, it was a combination of, of CGI and live action, you know, when you're in the box, that's just yeah, a yeah. camera in there yeah. and stuff. But people are lifting up the lid and that sort of but thing. But when the bullet yeah. was being made and, and yeah. then eventually that shot, those those were those didn't age great. But I also thought they were stylized enough that I was fine with it. I knew they were titles; yeah. it wasn't yeah. supposed to be ultra realistic. I'd already looked at Nicolas Cage, so you know, <laughs> yeah. the uncanny valley was already crossed, so it was good. Yeah. I, do, do, okay, so like, stop right there. I know I'm not going to talk about anything other than Nicolas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing you see in this movie is Nicolas Cage. Like he's Back standing there staring at it. Oh, that's yeah. true. And, yeah. Yeah. Bullets. And I just like, did, did and the rest of you have a moment where you're like, how's his hair doing? What's going on with his, <laughs> with his, you know, dirty, like, dirty spots. Is he getting old? What's well, going on? no, because, I think he's saying later, it's eighties later. Hair, like, man. It's 80s uh, hair. We've seen Nicolas Cage over the, the subsequent 18 years and it's gotten pretty bad. Like they're like when we saw him in that, willie's wonder nonsense like he you know his hair was really bad like right really like like oil oil dark grease like uh he'd rubbed it on the bottom of a camaro uh dark right yeah. so like i just i'm just curious if any of the rest of you were like sort of like clocking nicholas cage at, at, for how he looked as you first I saw did, him i think i gave a lot of um a lot of uh, benefit of the doubt or whatever to the the fake aging process that they had to use. Right when you see him old in the in the beginning, then you see him young in the in the uh, restaurant with his family. I didn't like say, oh well, he doesn't look like he's twenty years younger or whatever. I I completely right. went with it. It felt completely completely normal to me yeah it didn't I, whenever me. i go to a nicholas cage movie uh nicholas cage meets you at the front door and goes here let me see your keys uh, i'm gonna park your brain yeah yeah right over here of. so right. you're good to go <laughs> i'm gonna park your brain over here i'm gonna park <laughs> your brain over here buddy so you don't have to worry about yeah, that yeah, just, just exactly. enjoy <laughs> here's your ticket here's your claim ticket Kate, when you're Kate ready Valet. to leave yeah you're ready to leave i'll give you back your uh your brain but, yeah uh, it's a it's just a weird it's a weird thing too because we now live in an era where the results of the proliferation of arms of the 80s and 90s we can see a lot of those results and uh right. so yeah. I was having a lot of overarching uh, thoughts about like the impact of that era and that that post-soviet crash you know uh vacuum of here come all the guns where are they going to go and that there one shot that was really um effective for me 
it was almost like Game of Thrones almost or House of the Dragon. You walk into that room and there was that warehouse just with stacked AK forty seven everywhere. God, yeah, just yeah. piles yeah. of them. Yeah. At Uncle uh Uncle Gun Gunrunner. Yeah. Uncle Gunrunner, yep. That was the guy. Yeah. Uh it was he the one that was blown up in the car? That's Uncle he Gunrunner. He was, he was. He yes. blew up his uncle. Yes. Simeon blew up his uncle. Yes. That That's right. this movie was so dense, I'm not gonna give anybody any crap for going, I missed that. Because right, I, yeah. I, I have, it's been a while since I had to watch a movie that I couldn't even step away for even one second because it was so it was moved slow and it was so densely packed. It's not a bad thing. It just was. Yeah, yeah it was. I watched obviously watched the whole thing and then I yeah. but I took notes during it and then I watched because um, I typically do this when I'm writing my intros. I'll watch the movie clips uh, thing on YouTube, which has like yeah, here are the key key moments so I can get some more of those things. And there was like one movie clip where it's like, oh, I don't remember that at all. It must have been I was looking down <laughs> yeah. at my, yeah. you know, I had yeah. typing in a note and completely missed it. Yeah, there's a lot. Exhausting to yeah. stay engaged with this movie the entire time. It is, it is exhausting. In, but it's good. In, it's good yeah. Encaged is what you mean? Encaged? With yeah, it? yeah. You yeah. Was uh, encaged. In. Yes, I was yeah. don't, don't encaged be cagey about it. Uh, so uh, one other note about that, uh, those guns. Uh, at least according to the trivia, they used a real stockpile of those uh, over 3,000 AK-47s because it was oh, cheaper wow. cheaper than doing props. So they worked with like actual gun runners, uh, like would go into these warehouses. Uh, some Czech arms dealer guy is the one that got them access to those AK-47s. Like that's just... That is some insane bit of side note for a movie that's, you know, needs to be serious and take some of the stuff seriously. But knowing how real those piles are kind of yeah. freak, freaked me out a little bit. Yeah. The fact they had to work with actual gun runners to get those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that is cheaper somehow than props. That seems bad. You know, yeah, it's, I yeah. should, it should be easier for me to get a prop gun than a, than a, than a real gun. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah, right. interesting. Yeah. I didn't think about it that I was thinking about filming locations in mm. a lot of this, like, because like in the United States, it's so difficult to, for the filmmakers, like to get their hands on an actual AK 47. Like, why would they even do that? Yeah. But then when they're filming in, you know, Africa, maybe that it's like super easy mm-hmm. to, to get the, those real weapons on set. Uh, yeah. Especially like 20 years ago. Do you guys see that Jonah Hill movie? That was that's basically this plot. Anybody right. else see that? Um, I have not seen it, but I know what you're talking about. Called, hold on. I'm going to find it. Jonah. Hill. Yeah, I did watch it. It was him and not Ben Schwartz, but it was somebody. It's him and another guy. War dogs. Uh, War, dogs. War dogs. That's it. Yeah. He played Ephraim. Was and that a, based on a true story? This was based yes. on um, like an So this was based on an actual, like a Miles specific Teller, dude. Right. And uh, he plays a character named Ephraim Dervoli. Uh, again, somebody with Jewish background, heavily Jewish influence. Yeah. <laughs> what did I say? To, uh, uh, Ephraim or no. something like that. <laughs> Is it Ephraim? Just Ephraim, right? Ephraim. 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 Ephraim? I don't Ephraim. know. Well, Ephraim, all of them. Let's yeah, Ephraim. All. <laughs> uh, but that Ephraim, I saw that movie, you. and that movie is yeah. this movie. Um, yeah, it's a little more right. comedy focused, yeah. and also in some ways, it's scary—not scarier. I don't know how to explain it. Jonah Hill makes Grittier. me uncomfortable, and I don't mean that in a bad way. He's very good at this when he's playing a, a horrible person. Jonah Hill's a really good horrible yeah. person. The, yeah. the other thing that was exhausting about this particular movie, the uh, Nicholas Cage movie, is that. It's exhausting to watch somebody in a downward spiral. And that's what this is a movie's yeah, all about. Yeah. Nicolas Cage is just is self-destructive uh, all the way through. Poor downward spiral. Like it was like that's kind yeah. of rare that a that a movie has someone kind of failing but falling upward constantly. Like even yeah. at the very end. At the very end, he's lost everything. He totally is the big winner. 
and walks yeah. out. You yeah. know, like yeah, yeah. He, it's he got what he wanted, and that's what he said in the in the in the in the movie. Yeah, that was so part got of his narration. It's kind of yeah. like be careful what you wish for, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. He got what he wanted. He got successful, but it's, at what cost? Guys, what it's got cost? it's got a few moments of just brilliant dialogue. Yeah, and like again, it's it. The movie is a little better than the people making it. You know what I mean? It's this weird thing about Nick Cage how he can he can elevate bad things but he can't elevate himself to great things (laughs) that's an interesting way of putting it yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, i hadn't really uh, thought of that but sure and that's like i really came away like thinking about the the moment when ethan hawk asks him you know how do you how do you want to be remembered and he's like i don't want to be remembered yeah right yeah Yeah. that was actually really i uh, speaking of ethan hawk i really liked him in this i thought he uh, did a great job he's great anyway but um yeah yeah it's good to see he is yeah. He played, but he, he did play really well as just the the honest guy. He does really good at that. I yeah. like Ethan. Trying Hall. to trying to do the right thing uh, when he was being yeah. presented with the fact about you know that it's not all Boy Scouts here. You gotta you gotta make tough decisions that can affect things either way in a negative way. And like that stuff's that's yeah. hard to portray in a film like this. I thought they did a good job of that. Yeah, he was just he was awesome. It, Ethan Hawke. And Ethan Hawke and Jared Leto pick uh, good movies. They pick good movies. We've only seen them each in one movie before Lord of War on Film Sack. Ethan Hawke and Gattaca, Jared Leto and Lord of War. Oh, Jared Leto's got a few new things coming up. Panic Room, right, right. Yeah. (laughs) And and, uh, by the way, also the same with Bridget Monaghan. Bridget Monaghan isn't on the same level as them as an actor, but we've only seen Bridget Monaghan once, and that was in The Sum of All Fears. Gotcha. Oh, was she in that? I like her. I think she's great. Yeah. She's um yeah. she's uh did something recent that I thought was real good and I don't remember what it is now. Oh, I'm still up on War Dogs page, so forget it. I can't find it. <laughs> I can't find it. It's not gonna Oh, is she an iRobot as well? Oh yeah. wait a minute. She was Oh wait yeah. a minute, I know who this lady is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Lord of War, where where the hell am I? Okay, here. Bridget Monahan, the one I'm thinking of is um John oh, Wick. John Wick. John Wick. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Yep. The yeah. John Wick stuff. Oh, we saw her in Battle Los Angeles, didn't we? Didn't we watch we Battle Los Angeles? I don't think we saw that. that. We want oh, to. We want to. We haven't. What's yeah, the one where to. they're fighting the aliens on top of the buildings in Los Angeles? <laughs> robot? I don't know. No, I robot? The, we definitely watched the equivalent of that, the non-union yeah. equivalent of what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, what the hell was the thing that we watched that I've been thinking was Battle Los Angeles? I can't think of it either. Battle LA? Was there something called Battle LA? That, no, yeah. your name in the same movie. Um, yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, I'm just Same movie, just longer name. I know. I can't think of it either but brian's right we totally did this we totally did this movie that you're talking about uh, y'all talking about the uh the the robocop reboot no it was one that was they were on rooftops and in like a really fancy condo yes and the aliens are all outside of it and they had to bust through windows and Somebody Bill kind of Sky? big was in it, but they were the only. There was like stunt casting for one actor, and everybody else oh, sucked. I don't know what you're God, talking about. The hell is it? Yeah, I know. I'm trying to look. I guess I'll oh, need more information. Something about aliens. Oh, here we go. Uh, the invasion. We watched the invasion, but that's not the movie you're talking. Invasion about. L.A. Was there something like that? Was this? I thought I could have sworn it had L.A. in the title. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm with you on this. I cannot think of it though. I cannot. Yeah. Think of it. Oh well. Well, anyway, how are we not talking about Skyline? Ian Holm? What was it again, Randy? Skyline? Was it Skyline? It's Skyline. 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 That was the yes. thing I couldn't think of. And I knew it was a it. sky or something. In Freaking sky Skyline, sky dude. Anyway, my wife loves her in Blue Bloods. I wanted to get that out there. She oh, likes that show. Okay. Yeah. Cool. What do you think there. about Mustache Man? She <laughs> she loves him. Are you kidding? <laughs> okay. Does he she, have the mustache? Is he is he is it back? 
Pretty sure in Blue Bloods oh, so he has it, okay. but maybe I'm wrong. Right, Hold on. Yep, he has the mustache in Blue Bloods. Okay, good. Yeah, it's right. It's only right, right? When he wears it, it is. Oh yeah. It. I mean, it's like it's, yeah. it's just just weird watching without it. Completely agree. Richard, it's a, it's Richard one of the Morgan. only procedural type regular network shows that I can stand. It actually kind of like Blue Bloods. It's pretty good. Yeah, it, it's a little. I mean, whatever. They're good actors in it, and you got your you got your Donnie Wahlberg. The underrated Wahlberg is in this. And he's a great cop in this, and it's fun to watch, and I highly, I kind of recommend it. I don't know if I highly recommend it. I just kind of recommend it. <laughs> I would suggest <laughs> yeah. it. It's kind of a great I suggestion. I would suggest it. It's okay. Maybe. If you're looking yeah. for a procedural that isn't total trash, it's it's better than most, I would say. Yeah. Uh, all right. Also, Ian uh, Holm. Oh, we ahead. didn't talk about Ian Holm. No, yet. let's do that. No, let's this? do that. Yes. Yeah. What's it's this? Our third all. third movie, Randy. I'm going to make a guess here. Uh, uh, f- um, Alien, Fifth Element. Mm-hmm. This and that might be it. I got three more for you. Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> we we sacked uh, Ian Holm in Existence. Oh, was he in that? Oh, really? <laughs> and he was in The Day After Tomorrow. That's easy yes. to forget. No. <laughs> and yeah. he was in Time Bandits way back when. Oh, oh right, that makes sense. I knew that. I love yeah. him in Time Bandits. Okay, well, more than I thought. Um, he's, I love him. Yeah. Yeah. I love him so freaking much. I I think it sucks that he's dead. Uh, there I said. Yeah, it. he's not yeah. dead. He just disappeared. If you want to watch, he just, he just if, put the ring on and he disappeared. Let's put it, <laughs> let me put exactly it this way: right. if you want to hear one of his greatest performances, because you won't actually see him, but you will hear one of his finest performances as the character Skinner in Ratatouille. He was the oh, um, yes. the chief chef guy, head chef of the French restaurant that was such yeah. a pain in the ass. That is an amazing villainous performance that he, that yeah. doesn't get talked about enough. I freaking love that guy. I love Ratatouille. That's such a good movie. Ratatouille's awesome, man. Uh-huh. Well, worth good. watching like right oh. now. Drop everything. Let's go. Yeah. See you yeah. next week, everybody. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, was it, oh, gro- you want to know what grossed me out? This is going to be a tough one. Oh. Let me play the thing here. There was here. so many. Well, anytime there's gross. There you go. Go ahead. Tell me what you think. Can, can, I, can I just get in on the ridiculous two-star hotel in Africa? Like, just the whole sure. thing. <laughs> like, I just like... As you go in, like they make a point of making every surface of that place look absolutely sticky. Yeah. Right? It's like, I just felt like the whole time he's walking in that hotel, he knows there's some prostitutes up there waiting for him. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking Scott Johnson would hate this. <laughs> I did yeah, well. Yeah. I mean, I would never want to stay there. There's that, the, that is a true answer. Uh, but it did not uh, make my, I, I will tell you something kind of tied here, but. I will. I wouldn't guess that it's snorting floor cocaine. There you oh, go. you're so <laughs> close. You're so close. All right, I'll just tell you. There's two things: snorting shit off of anything. That's my number yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, that's sure. not good. Don't oh. do that. Uh, but the brown, brown. Oh. Yeah, don't don't do that at all. But kissing your TV over and over grosses me out for some reason. Oh, really? yeah, yeah. yeah really? I don't like that. Don't be kissing Even your TV. Even if it's got uh, Mikhail Gorbachev and his uh, his red wine stain on his head. <laughs> what do you? What do you what do you imagine's on the TV that's grossing you out, Scott? Because I fingerprints, I and now we know there's something really gross who, on there. That is Nick Cage's who, lip marks. I don't want those. Who, on touches, there. who touches a TV screen? I would. I would. Th- we live in different worlds. Little no kids to touch my TV. Little kids touch them. He's got a little kid. There's no way that kid I guess, hadn't. Touched I guess that you don't use like distilled water and vinegar to wash off your screens and stuff, do you? You don't. Do oh, that. is that a thing? I guess it's just me. Is that a me? thing? Just I me. I never even oh, yeah, that. My just you. Off. Sorry, just you. Does your ho- yeah, does okay. your house smell like an Easter egg? Like how does that work when you put no, the vinegar on? No, just the TVs. <laughs> just the electronics. Okay. Just the electronics. Really, screens and stuff. Yeah, half half solution of uh, uh, vinegar and and and, uh, and water and yeah. distilled water half specifically, half. right? Yeah, yeah, distilled water. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. 
That's interesting. So no corrosion with that. That's a that's a clean. No, to... that's good stuff. That right. clean screens. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It will you don't have to worry about kissing it. You just think, oh, it's Easter. Yeah. I just think it making out with your TV is weird and gross. Yeah. And gross. Yeah, that, that's weird. Yeah. Gross. Mm. Yeah. Pretty. Can gross. we take a step back here? I want to. <laughs> I want to ask you guys. Did you know that brown brown is real? Yeah, it has to be. I've heard what it before. Is, Where have I heard of brown brown before? Brown, I've heard it before. never heard of it. So it's that, a it's a purported form of cocaine mixed with smokeless oh, gunpowder. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, what they were yeah. calling brown brown. Gotcha. Oh yeah. wait. So is that a thing? You would you shoot it or snort it? Snort. You would snort it. Okay. Yeah, he snorted it. So there's that, no that advantage. Guy the, that, that guy with the gun said he's he's or you some brown brown. He's like I don't want to do this, and he's like oh, okay, I guess I am doing it. No, so no, you're right. But wouldn't that be bad for you? The the, the yes. that would be terrible because smokeless gunpowder. The the point of adding smokeless gunpowder to cocaine is that it has nitroglycerin in it, right? Mm-hmm. So nitroglycerin should cause your you know vasodilation. It should cause your yeah. uh, your your blood to flow more freely. Yes. And okay. uh, so that would intensify the effects of the cocaine, or at least that's what they think. Yeah. And then it makes you shit um, your pants. That's the brown, brown part. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I was amazed because I, I don't think I'd ever heard this phrase before. I was amazed to find out how often it appears. Like yeah, it is right. in all kinds of movies and books and TV shows. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard I've heard it before because I knew when I, when I heard, I was like, oh, no, that's the thing with the thing. But I've definitely heard it places before, but I was like, gross. Worst name ever. Brown, yeah. Brown, 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 um, if you are I can't snort things, by the way, I can barely do nasal spray. I don't know how people snort. Oh, I know, dude. Stuff. Right. Right. Weird. I agree. I yeah, ever I since high school and my friend, um, I forgot his name. Can't remember his name, but I had a friend who snorted. It crushed up uh, <laughs> tiny tarts. Brown, Brown, Scott. Is he, that, <laughs> he crushed up. He crushed up tiny tarts and would snort them in class. Oh, oh God. Geez. Those people. I hate you so much. I know. Gross. I know. Um, his nose has got to be effed up because he did it a lot and uh, probably yeah, moved on yeah. to actual drugs later. But his um, the the one day that really threw us all for a loop, he ended up going to the nurse's office. Was he crushed? He would crush him up like normal, snort him, and go. And he was starting to become tolerant to the idea of the powder, oh, yeah. so he oh, snorted an entire tiny tart up his <laughs> nose, which got lodged up in his sinus, which got infected. It was a nightmare. That guy, kid was an idiot. Ugh. Yeah, him and the Come other, on. him and the Patrick Nagel kid, not the artist, but Patrick Nagel, my friend, who set his <laughs> hand on fire with uh, rubber cement. Smart people I worked with. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the best people. The yeah. best people. Best people. Some of the best people. <laughs> I appreciate that you always say, you know, not Pat Nagel, the guy I work with. Yeah, right. I want. I want to be clear. The the amazing right. artist Patrick Nagel not should the, not be not included. The creator of the uh, Rio album cover for Duran Duran, but no. a whole different Pat Nagel. Yeah, yeah, that Pat Nagel had a lot of uh, Playboy work, and uh, people bought their posters, and it was a time for that guy. But this guy, no. He sucked. Yeah. He was dope. <laughs> he was an idiot. Anyway, we, uh, there's a scene in the movie where they land a plane in a, in a road. I it's, love that scene. Now, why are those people running toward where the plane's running? They're going to land. I, like, they're literally running people, to like, the middle. They've probably only seen a plane like twice in their life. And they're like, what do you do? They don't know that you should always try to escape at 90 degree angles. 
Okay. Exactly. Okay. That's okay. movies. Because they were doing like general, Charlize like... Theron and um, uh, Prometheus when the giant wheel of death is coming yeah. at her. It's like, no, yeah. go to the left or right. Don't just run straight, you dummy. Run straight. And yeah. then there's a kid Man's just kid. happens to be sitting right there. That that threw me. That took me out oh, just a geez. little bit. Because I was yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. oh, the, the, the whole trope of break on time and barely almost miss somebody thing is a yes. million times in a trillion movies. Why is it in here? I, I yeah. think it was a moment of there was almost a moment of levity here. This is the first time we had an actual break in the film. This film had just been like back to back, just self-destructive stuff. But here we had like a moment of of humor, of levity somewhat, where he's able to unload the whole whole stupid thing and and thwart Ethan Hawke's. Right. You know, but there's also so. there's also just that continuing um uh, depiction of what all the gun running does for the children of the world, right? Like, right, you know, right. the, the arming the kids and the very title sequence ends with a kid getting shot in the head and, and mm-hmm. the, um, the woman and her uh, child getting attacked. Oh God, that was, even though you don't yeah, see it, it's hard to watch. Yeah. Um, but there's Jared Leto saw it. Oh my God. I think it's just one more of those in a movie that's strewn with those. Yeah. Well, right. And I think I, this is giving way too much credit to this movie. <laughs> like <laughs> that we do, ha- we do need to accept that this movie has a ceiling and there's a lot of things above that. I, but this movie, I think is trying to put you in Nick Cage's eyes as you see the baby on the road and the plane stopping short. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to compare that to his own child back home. Right. And like you, you realize, oh wow, he's gonna lose that kid. You know, like he's gonna lose his own child, and he can only escape uh, that moment so many times before karma comes for him. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, karma, 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 chameleon. Um, I think. <laughs> well, thanks that, for that. That's great. Yeah. I have, yeah, I have, I have OCD. Um, I think that the writer, director Andrew Andrew Nicole, I think is his name. Nicole. How you say it? Or Nicole? Nicole. Anyway, Nicole, I don't know. Yeah, writer of Truman Show, Gattaca. Yeah. I actually think this film fell sh- very short of its potential. I think there's a lot going on there that just there's so much to pack in this film, and it was already an over two hour movie. I I think that this movie had a lot more on the page than when it was able to be presented here, and because I feel like we didn't get a chance to look at uh, his background, we never got a chance to have much empathy for Nicholas Cage's character because all we were doing is just watching him, you know, spiral down and down. I think if we had an opportunity to for to explore that survivor aspect and the the house he grew up in with his uh with his dad having all those lies, they kind of just hand wave I, I want to I want to argue with you because sure. the movie has a narrator mm. of a voiced narrator right. can provide any subtext you want to provide. The it's a filmmaker's fault. If it's missing some subtext, because he could have just had Nick Cage tell you. Right, right. Well, I'm, what I'm saying is I think that they could have made a better movie. I think something else was stopping this movie from re- reaching its full potential. I didn't have time to research it, but I don't think it was from lack of talent pool here. I think this movie could have been better. Oh, yeah, no, they got all kinds was, of talent. I don't think anything was being held back. Don't you think, think this, could have been a, this could have been a prestige TV, like... 10 episode limited series. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. 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 I agree with that 100%. I remember in the middle of it going, boy, this this could probably be chunked out, you know, do it, do six episodes or something and, and you'd, you'd pull it off pretty well. That's what I think. I think, I think primarily this movie suffers from 
time and just the just the breadth of the of the whole subject is just so big. It's a huge subject. It's hard to do. And in some ways that warlord or war dogs did some of this better. But it's also right. way more cynical. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about war dogs. You guys should watch yeah. it and tell me yeah. what you think. But yeah. um Gattaca is still really holds up. I don't know how the last time you yeah. guys saw Gattaca, but Gattaca holds the hell up. Mm. And it made me think that, wow, Andrew Nichol, that guy, he's not going to ever make anything bad. I still think the Truman Show holds way up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Things like the Terminal are pretty awesome, although I guess Spielberg mm-hmm. directed the Terminal, right? I think. Right, right. The story was he about wrote him, it. so Yeah, he yeah. wrote it. I think his story writing probably outweighs his directing. So, yeah. Anybody see The Host, which was that uh, uh, Stephanie Meyer deal that isn't? I uh, <laughs> that isn't Twilight. Yeah. Isn't Twilight. Twilight. Hilarious. He, he directed that and uh, did the screenplay for it, and I, I that feels like such a stray for him, like such a weird. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to besmirch whatever Twilight for all of its things. I would never watch Twilight for. There's a whole legion of people who a legion that, that was their yes. thing. Man, they loved it. And, well, I, and I mean, you know, we're, you're saying that on film sack, like we <laughs> yeah. we try to love movies that don't really deserve it that's true <laughs> we dig it we yeah. do dig down some and try to find i mean we'll, yeah. we'll be honest about what we think but we try to find what was great even in the worst stuff so so yeah that's a fair point i did have a question here for ibit as i wrote down yeah. hey ibit how do you feel about this particular cover of hallelujah is what i wrote oh, oh yeah. that's a classic one uh tim uh oh geez uh hallelujah. yeah i mean it's it's almost as um jeff buckley almost as um uh, big as the leonard cohen original actually maybe even more so like a lot of people only know the this jeff buckley cover and it was it didn't become popular until he kind of mysteriously died on a beach in um texas uh, after a concert after a show and uh um you know this this song all of a sudden took on a new life a new meaning and Hmm. kind of Right, resurgence. So uh, he died in the Mississippi River. But. Oh, oh it was Mississippi. Okay, it was in uh, yeah, close enough. What did Tennessee. he do? They just find him face down. Did they did figure out what happened? <laughs> no, he, he, he went for like a night swim and yeah. uh, and drowned, but they don't know if it was like an intentional huh. drowning, like I, a suicide. I mean, or yeah, with your down. with your clothes and your shoes on is yeah, kind of suspicious. Exactly. And with concrete boots, I mean. <laughs> Just taking my little bath here. Right, a little, yeah, a little suspect right there. Yeah, yeah I put tape on his mouth. What the heck? Right. <laughs> that's how I swim at night. Too soon? No, yeah. Maybe. Oh, dude, and Jeff Buckley was 30. Oh, that's like, yeah. too the, young. That's the other thing. Like, wow. That's too young. Just a huge talent. But uh, yeah. well, what do you think about this out? cover of uh, Fade Into You by Mazzy Star? I actually kind of liked it. Was it a cover? I thought that was the original. No, it was the original. Oh, was it the original? Oh. I feel like the second week of uh, Portishead, though. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, exactly. Two weeks in a row. This is what made me realize that I was, well, between the the narration, you know, we got a narrator, and then we have this time traveling via Forrest Gump. You know, where you like you you touch down every everything you touch, you gotta set up the situation with the song of that era. Yes, yeah. And then, so you know what song I think we can all agree we don't ever need to hear again in any movie or anywhere? Uh that is cocaine by Eric Clapton. Oh, cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> but we had a big Ukraine cocaine. I know, but it's so, so over it's so overexposed. Like that movie yeah. that song uh, Agreed. Yeah, done. I don't like I'm it done. either. Yeah. I always forget. Well, I was him. done with Buffalo Springfield. 
Come on. I mean, <laughs> yes, that was, right. Like, it's oh, like, my God. Oh, what, are we doing a Vietnam War again. movie here? Uh, yeah. <laughs> they always bring that out. That's always a thing. Yeah. So, so um, uh, oh, you just reminded me of something I forgot. It was a music thing. Gosh, dang it. Oh, I hate when I do that. Oh, <laughs> what was it? There was what was the what was the songs in here? We had some Mazzy Star. Did we have Portishead? I might have missed it. We did. Miss we did. We had, uh, yeah, I think so I remember. I didn't write it down. The little kid voice in me is saying, "Oh, is that how you say that?" I think I I used to in my head. I used to read that and say Portishead. Portishead. That's where I go. That's when before plumbing, you had a Portishead and you went out there. I can't think of what I was going to say, so forget it. Just forget it, forget you guys. It. Just forget, forget it. it. It was good, and I don't remember it, right. so forget it. Uh, it's going to come back. Sometimes when I just talk about it, it comes back. It's yeah. not coming back. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> I feel like it left and said, no, Dad, I'm done. This is our last fight. I'm not going to come. This thought is not coming back <laughs> into your head. All right. Well, I won't worry I, about it. I did love, uh, I don't know, the Jared Leto character, even though it, kind of, it was kind of a one-note kind of thing. I like the fact that we went through his... You know, he kind of went through his whole Jenny moment too, like in Forrest Gump. Where he, he had like, a full, uh, you know, he had a real arc, man. He went for Yeah, he had a real arc. Yeah. Yeah. Un- unlike, uh, you know, Nick Cage's character who just kind of you know, flatlined from the beginning, but he, he didn't really change. He just got wiser or accepting. How about that? He he just become accepting of his reality. Oh, maybe. I know what it was. Sorry. I just came back. I knew he'd get sorry, it. Sorry. 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 Okay. So here's the, here's my thing that just came back to me. Favorite. Because Randy brought it up, and then I lost my thread. Oh, Randy! Favorite—it's not his fault. Favorite um, <laughs> uh, movie where narration is a major part of it, and why is it uh, Goodfellas? Because nothing else is as good as yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. plenty of movie, and Scorsese does it all yeah. the time, right? No, He's constantly that is doing the, it. That is the best example of all of it. Yeah, In fact, all sure. of Scorsese's movies, almost all, use it as a thing. He's a master of that narration. Like I don't know why it's right. so good when he does it, and nobody else feels quite up to that task. This movie started in a way that felt like they were going to go the Scorsese narration way, yeah, right. And it right. kind of veered off and forgot about itself for big chunks. And then you'd go, oh, like, oh, right, Nick Cage is narrating part of this. I forgot. I have, right. I have some alternatives. Okay, give it because this is something I think about all the time. It's definitely not I, I, the non-director edition of uh, Blade Runner, but go ahead. Right, <laughs> yeah, agreed. It's horrible. Um, Peter Falk in The Princess Bride. Oh, yeah, that's oh, very good. That's amazing good. Yeah. Yeah. narrator. Yeah, uh, not fun. not used as much, I don't think. Hmm. Um, freaking uh, Ewan McGregor in Big Fish. Oh, oh that's yeah, good. Big yes. Fish is yeah. just good. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, Ewan McGregor is the younger version. Albert Finney is, does the narration. Oh, I can't. I, right. It's been a while. I don't remember who narrated. Um, and then Wonder Years with Fred, Fred Savage. That's, I mean, maybe. That, that's not a bad call. Whoa, Princess Bride and totally Fred Savage. Wrong. Wow. All right. Apparently, he got kicked off the new uh, Wonder Years as a producer because he was. Oh, God. Yeah. Why? Just, I, I don't know. I don't want to hear that about I him. I don't want to hear nothing. La, 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 la. And then you know what's. Touching somebody's You know bum. what's. Uh, what we always talk about so much that I, you almost forget is um, Morgan Freeman for uh, Shawshank Redemption. He's just. It's it's ubiquitous. His uh, yep. right. his narration. Yep. Of that That's movie. a good one. That's right up there. That's got to be in the top five, probably. Yeah, that's a good call. I like it when it's done well. It's it's one of my favorite tropes in movies, but I hate it when it's bad. And a couple of examples in both cases, they went turned around and made like definitive editions without it because the directors didn't want it, and that would be Blade Runner and um dark city one of my favorite movies ever and dark city had uh kiefer sutherland doing a 
uh, narration for the top and middle right, and bottom, right, and right. it was horrid. Right. It just didn't fit, yeah. and and the studio yeah. forced it because they thought the movie was too weird. If you ever want to see that movie proper, get the one without a, that, and it's amazing. I mean, the right. first, the, the original's fine too, but just don't you don't have to explain everything to us if it's yeah. not if the narration doesn't like really add to it like it does yeah. in these other examples, then don't mm-hmm. freaking do it. Don't lean on it Often, as a crutch. Mm-hmm. Often that's how you get from a book to a movie too. Like, yeah, if, if the book is real dense, right? Like that, yeah. So, like, yeah. Uh, Stand by Me, right? It's a really, it's a pretty simple movie, but it's really punched up by having Richard Dreyfus explaining a bunch of stuff that you you just don't have time to yeah, sh- to dialogue. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. This is all true. Um, hmm. I, I, <laughs> is there is, is there a trope for this? Somebody help me out here. The the bullshit science facts is that something <laughs> i like it bullshit yeah, science uh, facts i i don't know if this is true or not but of course we just talked about the 10 percent of your brain recently in uh flight of the navigator right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but anyway uh nicholas case drops this comparative at some point in time says a four and a half month old we we have a lizard tail and i'm like i what <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's bullshit is that but i've heard it before that's true. That is we that have true? some kind of well, like when we're when we're in just when we're being developed in mommy's belly, not like right. when we're four and a half running around with a diaper. But yeah, like four and a half. I, I don't know, but it, immediately I was like, "Oh, that sounds like some bullshit we would have believed in 2005. I mean, there's some like one off. There's there's one off. You'll find once in a while a kid will just have a vestigial tail that is just like a right. little lump or something, and that you know for whatever reason genetically it just kind of had a little offshoot. But I don't right. think he's right in that every <laughs> baby has a tail for a hot second. I don't think that's true. <sighs> Right, could no, be I don't wrong. Think it felt like, it felt like I've heard that before myself. I've though. heard it before too, but I'm pretty yeah. sure it's bullshit. Yeah. Oh, I want to share with you the worst photo I've ever seen. Would you guys like to see it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, please. Isn't uh, what happens when you please search for me. every baby born with <laughs> right. a tail? Uh, uh, oh, close. By all means, go some, see me. Thank someone you. Had, oh, yes. oh, God. oh, God. Someone had that removed. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. yeah I'd have that removed too, unless my name is Ratso Rizzo. I did that not just fall off. Oh, God. I'm gonna puke. That's Can, really gross. Sorry. What? I'm, what? <laughs> is, <laughs> you broke so Randy. Good. Thanks a lot. It's so is good. There, is oh, there anyone I can top it? You ready? Yeah. Oh it. God, no! I'm well, not stop. looking. No, I'm I not. Want to see <laughs> it. Put it in. I do. I want to see it. Let's see what you got. Oh jeez! What is that? Oh my god! It's got a it's got a blump at the end. What it's is that? Like a boob. It's, it's like a tail a with a boob at the end. Oh yeah, it's got a tail. Is there anyone out there looking for an experience podcaster? That one's photoshopped, obviously. Uh, okay. All right, these all three of these will don't be turn the, Little Mermaid uh, into the a Patreon. Baby. The Patreon. Oh, uh, no, they won't. Yeah, no, we're not going to you with that. Is there a way to do like spoiler, like tag it so that it's black until you click on it? As far as I know, it? no, but um, okay. but they can do. You can do that in. Uh, I think Discord lets you do that. Why don't you feed that yeah. into the yeah, AI Discord and see if we'll can. go ahead and get that uh, robot uprising we've been wanting? Yeah, let's get uh, that happening. Oh my gosh, that's nasty. Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It looks what like else? the one single boob that we saw in this film. Yeah. Which I think was a. Uh, <laughs> oh, was can we talk about that? Let's talk about that yeah. for a second. So she yeah. leaves. They pay her. They say, "Get out of here." That's Jared Leto's drunk the girlfriend. Door, hand her a stack of money, and the way she puts her arm down causes her. Her the strap of her dress to slide down and fully yeah. expose her boob. Yeah. Um, and it totally cuts pointless. abruptly. Yeah. Right. Was it? Was it? What was the scene for? I mean, I you could have you could have totally cut it. The scene. I don't know. I mean, it's to show that uh, 
that uh, Jared Leto's character is out of control. He's inviting hookers back for Christmas. And- but if you hadn't cut it before the boob fell out, would it have made any difference? Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> okay, that's what this I'm movie, This movie has a pretty incredible amount of movie nudity. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. it Booty. was exhausting. Uh, like, it's just, it's, it's so unrealistic. Nudity. It's so yeah. unrealistic. Movie nudity is always this thing where someone's nude, but you can't, you're only seeing the top of their back, the side of their leg. Yeah. And it's never the nudity that you want. It's always the nudity. <laughs> in real life, it's never the nudity you want. It's yes. always, oh God. It's the nudity you Grandma, get. put that away. Yep. Right. right, yes. And in real life, when you uh, show up at your grandma's house to check on her and she's naked, <laughs> the first thing you see is her butthole. And in movies, <laughs> in movies, you have Bridget Moynihan refusing to put on clothes and the yeah, only yeah. thing you see is the top of her back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like in the the scene where him and his brother are getting it on in the hotel room. Um, what? Yeah, not him, not together. <laughs> they had oh, two. Okay, okay. Let's, yeah, they had two. They had two <laughs> girls with, with them. Two, uh, uh, booth the cocaine aids, basically. The cocaine so, booth, I think that's yeah, weird. The, like if it's Fargo and you got um, you know, the Russian dude and 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 um, uh, can't think of his name uh, from. I can't think of anyone's name all of a sudden. Anyway, when you have when it's your friend, your hitman friend, and you're both doing it in the room with two ladies you've never met. Yeah. Um right. I get it. Your brother over there just in the room? <laughs> That's weird. Can't yeah. do it. Yeah, you gotta you can afford a, a suite with a couple separate rooms. You know, maybe do that. Yeah, do that and don't ever do it again, is the answer. Sorry, I had to put one more in there. Okay. <laughs> Um, I can't even tell what I'm looking at. Oh my there. God, why? Will you stop posting okay, Discord? Okay, I'm not going to do it anymore. Block, That's block, it. I block. promise. Will you block me from Discord? That'd <laughs> yeah. be awesome. Um, all right. What else? Do we? Anything else you want to say about Lord of War? It's a big movie. I feel like it's hard to dissect. Like we, it is. Don't always yeah, say it earlier. Really it's is. so dense. There's so much going on. It's good, though. I, I would recommend it, actually. I'm I think- guessing that the other things that I have listed here are things that are going to come up in uh, audio clips. Clips. Yeah. Oh, I I did like something that you may have not noticed. Like I said, this movie is full of like small things. So like we didn't get a chance to really look at Nicolas Cage's uh, what was his addiction and the the irony of him always giving shit to his brother. Anyway, at the end, his lies that are revealed when his wife opens uh, his well, what, what do you call those things? The locker of shame. Oh yeah, uh, and it's got all the guns and we stuff in there. It a huge freaking trope. Yeah, yes, yeah, huge freaking that, trope is what it is. Big trope. That Give me the almost, trope name. Mm-hmm. Almost certainly un, not ever happened in real life. Yeah. I, right. How do you run electricity to a freaking container? <laughs> 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 like Portable power generator. Duh. 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 And you may not have noticed because I didn't, but her paintings are in there too. So his entire. Hmm. Yeah. reveal of his lies oh, definitely not noticed that because yeah it, uh, you had to because she saw it and went yeah. oh no no my i looked away heart. for half a second oh, and I oh. Missed it. yeah oh and uh, can we uh, can i just insert a trope into that which is just drives me freaking oh my gosh a trope like inside a of a trope, trope like a turducken trope, yeah, turducken yeah. trope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right what do you got it's, it's the do, does not like guns trope the entire yeah. freaking movie we're told yuri doesn't like guns yuri doesn't like guns yuri doesn't yeah. like guns we go to his secret container hideout guns on the wall yeah, yeah. <laughs> no does he like them or not make up your mind he, yeah. he wants to he wants to keep his family separated from his work is what he would like i said once right. again i don't think this movie was big enough to really hold everything all the ideas 
that were going on. Well, it's because yeah. he, it just, it you know right. why? It's because he pissed blood. Pissed blood! Yeah. Blood! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was from Matchstick Men. Another great Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of which. You're great in kind of air A little air Oh, I love great. Matchstick Men. Oh, you just can, a little bit. I love that movie. I think it's great. That's. It's also weird because it's, it's Ridley Scott, which you just don't think of for a movie like that. I loved it. Right. I thought it was awesome. I, am I getting old and I all I ever think about yes. is I sure hope I'll. Oh, yes, of course I am. Um, <laughs> I always have a, a contingency plan for what if I have to pee mm. because I have to pee more than I used to. And when <laughs> when he had to spend the 24 hours on that bucket, yeah. I was like, <laughs> did, he, did he pee? Oh, oh, I'm glad you brought that up. That plane out of the desert. That that uh, disintegrating time lapse plane disintegration was awesome. It was such a great scene. Love that. But never once did he have like one of the locals come over and and help him pee or something because he, I guess he just sat on that bucket all night. Well, they didn't show, they didn't show him while they showed the the thing falling apart. They just, it was just off in the foreground or the background. And so when he finally, when the camera panned back to him, he probably pooed and peed 20 times. (laughs) This is the moment, by the way, when I have to extol the listener, if you didn't watch this movie, stop now, go watch the movie. That (laughs) scene alone, the entire sequence of landing the plane and then getting out of jail, basically. Mm -hmm. And then what you see, what you see in time-lapse is just incredible. Yeah, it's worth worth, The whole movie's worth it for just that sequence. I agree. It's really a powerful moment that's just done right. And the music's perfect for it, and it's just good. That that part is yeah. great. And I assume they took apart a real plane for that shot. I don't know. I'm assuming so. Yeah, though it did not like CG. It didn't so look like their people... their opening bullet CGI level. Yeah, it looked no, far better. Right. Yeah, <laughs> looked a whole lot better. Um, all right. Well, I do have clips. Should we play them? Let's do them. Well, yeah, do yeah, it. I agree. I think it's time. Let's do these clips. Here's a whole bunch of them. Uh, starting with this one. Uh, this is, it's about a hat. I like the hat. He likes the hat. He does. He likes that. You got something up there above yeah, you. Yes. yes. This is a hat on your head. I like it. Uh, be more human, Morbius. Beware of the dog. You don't have a dog. Are you trying to scare people? No, scare me. Remind me to beware the dog in me. The dog that wants to f- everything that moves, wants to fight and kill weaker dogs. I guess it's uh, to remind me to be more human. Yeah, and then that's yeah, when you knew well, he was going to uh, die. Young Americans by David Bowie playing the Yes, I heard that. I was so excited to hear some David Bowie. Oh, nice. I didn't even notice. Uh, yeah. He he. Uh, th- that was some foreshadowing, though, because that's the moment you knew yes. that, that Jared Leto's character would die. You just knew it. Yeah, you just yeah. knew it had to. Uh, Nick Cage says something here. <laughs> it's, I played it at the top here. I've tasted your borscht. 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 <laughs> have you guys ever had borscht? I've never had it. I have, yeah. It's it good? a cold beet soup. Well, I guess it doesn't have to be cold, but uh, it's good. Yeah, Crazy you'll... neighbor makes it, and it's uh, it's excellent. I would like some. Do you like Do you like beets? I do. I like beets. Do you like beets? Um, do you like drinks? Like I like beets in. Um, I, I like them. How do I like them? What, 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 uh, I like pick, them I like green eggs and ham. I like. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. I like them pickled. I like a pickled beet. Well, I know yeah, that's not beet. the same, but I do like that. If you if yeah. you make. Uh, borscht with lots of uh, beef stock and onions. It's not bad. Yeah. It's yeah. it's always the borscht that has no real, you know, like beef flavor and no onion flavor that people hate. Yeah, you want, mm. I, I would need those two Interesting. ladder items yeah. for it to be good. Uh, Bilbo Baggins speaks. I don't think you and I are in the same business. <laughs> All right, there's that. We just died, right? Like last year? Yeah. A couple years ago. It's been a couple. A couple years? 20, something like oh. that. Yeah. Man, Ian Holm. Um, personal favorite. What? 
Oh, this is where he talks about his favorite color. My personal favorite color, gray. 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 Oh, gray. Well, that's the punchline. That's a punchline of a joke. Sort of. Where he's where he's listed out, you know, that some black, things are gray. black and some things are white. It's, yeah. And then he... He prefers the, the gray. That, like, <laughs> well, like, shut up and get to the fun of this scene. That scene <laughs> where they're hurriedly trying to change everything that's you can see about a ship is is really cool like i mm-hmm. i enjoyed that part of the movie where and it happens three times where he's being uh captured by ethan hawk and gets out of it yeah a little too easily yeah. in a couple of cases but whatever he was addicted to that i think the danger the changer and the stranger all right here's <laughs> i don't know what that meant here is the uh the the cage not oh i wrote cage not known for his spanish speaking so i'm guessing if i was a, a native spanish speaker i would think this was wrong so i'm gonna play it whoa whoa, whoa. vendo armas no drogas sounds like some bullshit to me yeah. right well, yeah. i mean it's it's definitely a gringo accent but like i i think the he's supposed to be bad in all the different languages that he speaks yeah. and it, so it becomes mysterious why he's got such good English, you know, which I, I said earlier, like right. he's, he, he, I don't know. I wish they had gotten a freaking Ukrainian actor <laughs> to play this role. It yeah. would have been very interesting. Yeah, they could have. Why not? There's plenty of Ukrainians. Uh, check this one out. I don't know what this is. The first and most important rule of gun running is never get shot with your own merchandise. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny, out of context, it's just so Nick Cagey. If you yeah. don't see, if you're not seeing a movie along with it, it's just so like, oh my gosh! All right, and of course, that's the trope of the uh, rule rule that you're gonna get broken. Like he gets shot yes. by his own merchandise later yeah. in the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, here's one about taking your picture. Why don't I take your picture? Oh yeah, why don't I do it? <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, Ethan Hawke arrives. We've met before, off the coast of Colombia. What was the name of that freighter? I can't remember. Was it the Kono or the Cristal? The crew called that vessel a lot of names. None of them repeatable in polite company. Answer the question. Answer the question. <laughs> I like the guy that was the Interpol guy working with him that was just happy to throw the body in the woods and say this happens oh, all yeah. the time. Yeah, that was great. All right, here's uh <laughs> Oh, this made me laugh. It's Uncle Uncle Gunrunner. Uh, saying stuff here. I told him to go have intercourse with himself. <laughs> <laughs> Did, didn't we all love that guy? Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. not? I was sad when he got blown up. I was legit. I it was him. a moment of like, ah, oh, damn it. Come on. All right. Here's uh, the, uh blaming MTV. Personally, I blame MTV. Yeah. There's <laughs> Warlord, Warlord Jones there with his uh, his thought. We haven't we haven't really talked about him. He's um, great. He's great. I'm forgetting the actor's name. I'll find it. I had it right here a second ago. He's, it is, uh, let's see, Lord of War. Okay, so that guy's name is... Eamon Walker. Eamon Walker. Eamon Walker, and he's great. <laughs> he's, he's so great. good. He's in stuff we've seen here. Um, Ethan Hawken, Ethan Eamon Walker. He, he, he was, uh, on the list. He was like the main heavy in Oz. Yeah. Uh, right? Something else, okay. though. A wizard? There was something else. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. That was, that is the, in an episode full of funny things, Brad Dunaway has said that one. That was absolutely, right up there. I, I, I could, I could walk away right now and feel 
Like I've got everything I need to get out of this. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> Eamon Walker, by the way, has <laughs> has pulled a rare quadfecta where he has played the same character in four different TV series. Um, those oh. are Chicago Justice, Chicago Med, Chicago PD, and Chicago Fire. Wow, that's uh, just really something that he's gets around the departments out, there. Counts through those. Yeah, yeah, the Chicago Municipal Departments. <laughs> uh, I know I remember what I was thinking of. He was in Invincible, played a doctor in it. I do I remember that now. He's got a really unique face, and I thought he was like genuinely menacing in this. Oh, you mean Unbreakable? Uh, that's what I meant. Was what I say? I meant Unbreakable. Invincible. Yeah. Oh, I meant Unbreakable. Sorry, with yeah. uh, you know, with the the people in it. <laughs> you Not know, the too one. technical, but uh, the people. There in were it. people. people in you it. know, the people. Yeah. Uh, the Eamon Walker character. Um, uh, what's his name? He, uh, Nick Cage keeps calling him Andy, mm-hmm. <laughs> but his, his name is Baptiste. Mm. Yes. Um, there was something weird to me about this character and it, the sound of his voice and everything. And his name is Baptiste. And then in overwatch, there's a character named Baptiste who looks kind of like him and sounds a little like, it's kind of, kind of, yeah, it was just that, that struck me as odd. Yeah. Maybe they, maybe, I don't know. And talk to those, uh, pull Kaplan out of the ashes and ask him what the hell he was doing. All right, here's uh, here's one of his sons uh, saying stuff. So here's this. Can you bring me the gun of Rambo? Bring me the gun of Rambo. <laughs> I Rambo. Love, and I love the response. You made first blood part one, part two, or part three. <laughs> like, I've only seen the first one. Oh, it's great. such a great, yeah. <laughs> and he knows right off the top. Oh, yeah, first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's this one. Yeah. yeah, that was really good. Oh, um, I know this is going to seem inserted or kind of out of the out of the way here, but I got an audio clip from <laughs> Ibbett's mom. Get out, really? Yeah, wow. I know, weird. I'm and nuts. we never had this before. It's uh, uh, you on prom night, and I don't even know the context here, but I kind of don't want to know. Uh, but you were you were in trouble on a date, and uh, this is what happened right here. <laughs> no condom within a hundred miles. Oh my gosh, dude! What are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> wow, nice, nice isolation there too. Yeah. Jeez. What are you gonna do? There's if there's no condom within a hundred miles. Yeah, you're done. Exactly. No, thank you. Yeah, pretty ladies writhing on me and pretty ladies grabbing me and your Dallas Cowboy. I guess they weren't wearing their Dallas Cowboy cheerleader costumes then. Nope. Right. They were wearing their age warning costumes. I so enjoyed those sequences where he's riding in the car with Junior. Yeah, Um, yeah. Junior was fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he just wants a Rambo gun. Junior freaked me out. I think that's just sort of based on these like like a uh, uh, um, Hussein, uh, uh, Saddam Hussein had his sons that were psychos. I think this is just like a composite of that. It's like right. weird, weird sons of dictators. It's a it's weird actor, subtrope. It's an actor named Sammy Rotivi. Mm. Um, I, I mean, he he's been in some really interesting things, but I don't think he's ever uh, like we've ever seen him in like the lead of anything. No, this is our first time seeing him on film sack. Sammy Rotivi. Rotivi. All right, say the name. Movie. You know they call me the Lord of War, but perhaps it is you. Perhaps you are the Lord of War. Perhaps this movie is called Lord of War. Perhaps. Uh, here's the general. Ask. I don't know why. Why the? I don't know who the general is. Here it is. I can't know you right now. Oh, okay. My theory is it's not in the credits. Can't find it anywhere. I swear this is Donald Sutherland. Oh, interesting. I was here in Brolin. Oh, that's interesting. I'm gonna play it again. Let's all make a decision here. I can't know you right now. It's uh, not a good time. I swear yeah. that's him, dude. Ooh. Yeah. 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 I can hear Donald this stuff. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, one more time, one more time, because there was another voice that came and left, or right. another face that came and right, left. All right, here we go. I can't know you right now. It's uh, not a good time. Nick Nolte is... Uh, oh, there's a little Nolte in there. Yeah. Yeah, old Nolte, sure. Old Nolte. But they old don't Nolte. say... I couldn't, find, I couldn't find trivia or any kind of cutscene stuff or any kind oh. of like uncredited notes. Yeah. Nothing. I can't find anything about who played that general. And they didn't show his face. It was always from the back. So it yeah, felt right. like a sneaky, sneaky Pete moment where they're like, oh, yeah, this is a famous actor. He's uncredited, but he's a friend of the writer, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah, I, I did. This movie didn't uh, create enough of a buzz to create a very good Wikipedia or trivia page. No, it just it just did good enough and well enough. Yeah, I can, I need to know, though. So chat uh, chat room. There's no chat room. Uh, people listening chat to the room. show. If you guys have a theory or know this, uh, I'd love you to write that one in. Uh, let's see. Firing bullets at our bullets. They're firing bullets at our bullets. I like that. <laughs> our bullets. <laughs> bullets. <laughs> it's Look really great. Um, oh, this is a good one from Cage. Okay, okay. Fuck. That was good. Yeah, that's very, uh, very cage. Cagey. It's very cagey, yeah. And then say the name one more time. Lord of War. All right, Lord of War. Lord of War. <laughs> All right, there's your uh, there's your clips. Time for the checklist. Oh boy, howdy! It's time for the film sack checklist. Bullet cam check. Quick girlfriend mm. nip slip check. <laughs> uh, tarmac baby was a dumb idea check. Oh, it was dumb. That was stupid. Uh, <laughs> Star Trek connections. There's bound to be. I mean, Ian Holm feels like one, but I could be wrong. Who we got? Anything? Anybody? Nothing. Wow. Sorry, wow. I'm just, so, I, I've been so stunned. I'm sitting here uh, trying to figure out what you were talking about previously. Mm. Donald Sutherland is on the cast list right below Ian Holm. He is? Okay. No, yeah, you missed that it. entirely. You know oh, it, really? Oh, okay. Well, well done. Okay, Jeez. so I didn't know he was even in there, though. That Look at the big ears on Johnson. Are you sure? In the ca- I don't see it in the cast. Do on I- the cast list and in the trivia. Uh, in, in the trivia, they say that uh, the director gave him his name, Colonel Oliver Southern, to, uh, you know, to uh, <laughs> Oliver Southern. To, no, to, to reference Ollie North, who yeah. you know, was oh. a, Southern yeah and also a big part of that era's gun running issue stuff yeah mm-hmm. so okay well now i feel both dumb and smart because i no, heard it but i didn't smart. feel smart i couldn't find well, any done. notes like, and the reason there's no extra notes that. it's like one of those things where i'm looking too hard and i yeah, can't yeah. find oh, extra yeah. stuff if i just looked at the basic stuff there he is Duh. Yay! So, uh, we don't have any connections uh, at all, like zero connections uh, to Star Trek stuff. But I did want to take a moment and raise a toast to Estelle Louise Fletcher. Oh, uh, uh, yes. Nurse Ratched. Yeah, that's Nurse Ratched from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. She mm. uh, won an Academy Award, a BAFTA, and a Golden Globe for that one mm. movie. And she was an unknown mm-hmm. when she stepped on the stage to, to take her Golden Globe. Um, Louise Fletcher died at 88. Yeah. This week. She was an amazing uh, Bajoran evil lady in DS9. <laughs> I would, I would right. say in a series with a lot of villains, she was probably the best. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember at the time going, you're terrible. You're in, ho- you're a horrible you're Bajoran. Hor- mean. You're a yeah. Horrible right. person. Like bad, like almost as bad. Who joined her in that it was uh, another famous actor, um, guy who played Nixon and Frosty Nixon. Um, Frank Langella. Frank Langella was also in those yeah. that those sequences, and he was also yeah. very evil in that. Anyway, 
She so, was great. I just want to. I just want to say, rest in peace, uh, Louise Fletcher. Uh, like I say, she was eighty-eight, and she at least reportedly died peacefully in her sleep with her family nearby. Oh, that's oh. what you oh. want. Yeah, like it's reporting. Like the alternate story was her going. That's <laughs> 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 the worst. That's the story you don't want to hear. You don't want to hear that's that. One. A, don't tell them that. Don't oh my god, no! Tell them. Peacefully in the sleep. Yeah, peacefully in the sleep, not screaming in her in the night. Um, anyway, <laughs> right. congratulations to her and her life of uh, quality work. She did a lot of stuff. It's just everyone always thinks Nurse, Ra- nurse Ratched, and also mm-hmm. it's not Ratchet, it's Ratched. Ratched with a D. Ratched. Yeah. Oh, I didn't it, know that. But it didn't yeah, matter. Otherwise, it's Ratchet. Nurse Ratchet. Ratchet. Nurt. Rat, oh, okay. Nurt. <laughs> Nurt Ratchet. Nurt. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get to the soundtrack grade. I would give it a G for great, especially all the song, licensed song stuff. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of it was kind of like, oh, they're playing that again. Okay. But I still liked it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Twitter posts. This is where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less. Let's start with Randy. Uh, Lord of War. A serious movie full of comedy that doesn't want to be full of comedy, or, or maybe it does, but it wants you to take its message very seriously. And its message is... um. Don't do guns. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do guns, kids. Thanks, Reagan. I think it actually it's hard to say. What is the message? I don't uh, actually it, know. It, 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 and it was easy. It, yeah, it was easy. <laughs> the message was actually uh, life is hard uh, and we're all suffering and some of us are survivors and, and some so, of us aren't. There's actually a message right in the middle of it that felt like the summary of the movie. And it was something he says something about, uh, you know, the old saying is that for evil to proliferate, it, it just yeah. requires that good men do nothing. Yeah. Right. Right. And he's like, forget that there, there are no good men basically. Yeah. Just, yeah. That's pretty much it. There's only survivors. You got, you got to do yeah. what you got to do. Well, I don't like survive. that message. That message sucks. I don't like yeah, it. It does. Yeah. <laughs> it's cynical and I don't like it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, well done. Hey, Brian Dunaway, it's your turn. War. Oh no. Lord of war. <laughs> According to this movie. Selling guns is either like sex or selling vacuum cleaners. Why not both? Something, something, suck, blow. This post was rated R. Hashtag go have an course with yourself. <laughs> what do you, I don't know. We need to parlay this into like a career for you. Uh, yeah, I don't know channel what. Channel this uh, hyper energy into. It's yeah. such a good s- skill to have. I, I don't think anyone else I know has quite that skill. It, Anyway. It's something. So no I'll pressure, Ribbit. No pressure. Young. No pressure at the back end here. Oh, I know. Never any. Yeah. Lord of War, the Godfather with assault weapons. <laughs> poor, poor Fredo. Oh, Fredo. Oh, poor Fredo. Horse head in the bed. And All right. Poor Bilbo. In this yeah, movie. poor Bilbo. Oh, Bilbo. poor Bilbo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bilbo got it bad, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Bilbo got it bad, yo. Yeah. Bilbo Ooh, got that, real that bad. Stuff sliding down the glass behind him. Yeah, Ooh. that was nasty. Oh. Bil- Bilbo brains. All right, let's move on. <laughs> it's time for the alternate titles. These were just handed to me on this little slip of paper right here, and I'm going to read them. Uh, this movie was all, almost called Cage Match, All Guns Blazing. That makes sense, right? Oh, yeah. Fits. Or Raising Arizona 2, I Gotta Get Me a Rifle High. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, the emails. We got a couple of them here I want to read. First one from Darren. Uh, these come to us at filmsackagemail.com. Darren says, Scott, Brian, Brian, and Randy, I have been a listener since retrograde. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear wow. that. That, wow, that got yeah. you to stay? <laughs> I know. That's right. what I'm saying. That would put me <laughs> off. Anyway, and every Sacktober, I eagerly await your list of horror movies for the Halloween season. But each year, I have been left disappointed that you continue Aww. to ignore the perfect film sack Halloween movie. Ooh, that movie oh, is it. The Stuff. 
Yes. I've yeah. been talking about that recently, this stuff. <laughs> it is so good. I, don't think I would have can, a – We don't ignore yeah. it. I think we just don't have it streaming, oh, right? Dude, yeah. Uh, it's, it's streaming, but not the places that you guys like. Uh, it's like <laughs> – you know what I mean? <laughs> you mean so, the, it's like, it's, yeah. It's actually it's possible. So, um, as my co-hosts know, we we had uh, a plan every year. We make a plan kind of early and then see what falls out of it. This year, uh, a move maybe one or two have fallen out of it. So right. we're sort of like still looking to, at for the end of the month. Um, but we know what we're sacking next week. Uh, and and I'll just uh, add this stuff to the things i'm looking yeah let's put speak. it on why not it's we're, we're recording this right now on september 24th and we just don't know what's going to happen a week from now no it's stuff just like changes every like, single month but especially going into october we get yeah. messed with we so. were looking at scream for a long time and for some inexplicable reason you take scream off as ha- as halloween season begins but in it makes september no sense. like we just don't know it could be on five services next week so yeah good point we're just like we're, we're keeping our eyes on a lot of things but it's, anyway yeah. I'll add this stuff. It's currently on AMC Plus, like Dunaway said. Oh. It's like not our okay. Not necessarily, you were thinking thing. Dunaway was thinking Fubo or some commercial thing, right? I, is it not? Yeah, why? Well, it's definitely on uh, Tubi TV. Yeah. Uh, and if you turn off the ads and stuff, it actually will not play the ads on Tubi TV. Um, really? But it says Wait. subscribe and watch on Prime, which I don't want to see. How do you turn right, off on ads AMC on Tubi? Because Tubi's one hundred percent free. I thought right. So it's all commercials or no? Are you saying you can it block is. them? I, mean, I am saying if you want to screw Tubi out of their money, <laughs> you just throw on your app blocker. <laughs> oh, it works. Oh, okay. That works. And uh, if, I, yeah, I think that's correct. I you're making me want to watch Tubi now. Nice work. <laughs> yeah. You convinced <laughs> me to watch Tubi for free. Right. <laughs> Tubi for free. Don't screw them over. Watch the edge, you uh, jerks. Yeah, a bunch of lazy uh, jerks. But yeah, it's, as, Randy's right. AMC. As many years as we've done Sacktober and sacked like four or five movies, you'd think we would run out. But I'm telling you, the list of things I'm tracking is huge. It gets bigger every yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, I'll just make I'll make sure the stuff is is near the top of that list. All right. Love the stuff. It's a it's a it's a oh god, there's nothing hardly better for film sack that I can think of. All right. Well stuff. uh he goes on to say it has great 80 stop motion for practical effects, idiot parents saving their kids, or saved by their kids, Michael Moriarty, and a fantastic VHS cover for you to reminisce about. It even has Danny Aiello and Paul Sorvino, rest in peace, in supporting oh, wow. roles. Uh, but most importantly, the main character is Chocolate Chip Charlie, a karate-fighting famous Amos <laughs> knockoff played by Garrett Morris from SNL fame. Oh, my God. I um, love that That famous Amos gave, became big enough that he had to have like a, a, a parody of him in a film. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know, awesome. right? It says his hands are registered with the Medford, Georgia Police Department as lethal weapons. It's currently streaming on Amazon via Shutter. So just yeah, shutter. Seven day trial shutter. So it's just yeah. on shutter. Thank you for your consideration. Yeah, it's October is the most magical time of year, says Darren. So thank you, Darren. That's pretty good. Comments. Like I'm I'm pretty excited about what we're gonna what we're gonna sack in October. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier Brian's mentioned Man- Brandy. I think he meant Mandy, right? I did mention I, I thought I said Br- yeah. oh. Mandy. I didn't think Oh I you said might have Brandy. said okay, maybe maybe I misheard yeah. it. I'd watch oddly Brandy. enough. Oddly enough, not that it's related to anything, but Barry Manilow's song Mandy yeah. was originally called Brandy, but he had to change the title because there was already the Brandy, You're a Fine Girl by Looking Glass. Maybe they did. Maybe the so weird that. that weird that we got, if I did get those two confused, it's probably, it's probably because of that. Mandy. Instead of Brandy. Anyway, uh, there's that. Thank you, Darren. Here's one from Dylan who says, Scott, Brian, Randy, Brian, Brian, Randy, and Scott. My nice. name is Dylan Brassington. I'm uh, here in Carnes, Australia, and I listen to you guys every week while I work. Just got through listening to the one about assassins 
uh, with Scott not being able to find the origins of the word simpatico. The origin of the word in the uh, in the Italian and Spanish languages also, on another note, they're saying that's where they're from. On another note, the word capiche also has its origins in the Italian language. I absolutely love what you guys do and look forward to hearing it on the podcast. Keep up the work. I mean, I assumed like, capiche like was... Randy said that. You might have. <laughs> you might have. Did you? I don't remember. I I'm giving heard. credit to the Australian. Well, the Australian may have written this hastily before you piped in. That happens sometimes. We're going to call you the Australian Dylan. That's your new name. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like some people will say, I can't believe you guys didn't say, and then they'll send the email and then they'll write back later and go, ignore that. I just heard you say it. <laughs> yeah. Everything's yeah. fine. Like Donald Sutherland for this episode. Yeah. I love that actually, because yeah. it means you're really engaged but and I love exactly. it. Exactly. I mean, a lot of people yeah. say they, they, we've heard many people tell us they scream at their, you know, whatever they're listening to the podcast on because we say something stupid and we can't recover from it, but yeah. then we correct it later on. And yeah, it's hard to listen to people say things wrong right yeah i agree i can't really stand it that's why i can't go on twitter yeah you can't do that why would you do that um you said it wrong i'm gonna watch maverick on tubi later that's what i'm gonna do (laughs) maverick the one we already sacked no 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 the the tv show the old maverick tv show oh that's cool yeah not the new top gun uh sequel no i I do (laughs) want to see that but tubi does not have that um all right uh, those are your emails. Filmsack at gmail.com is the email address to use. I want to thank some brand new patrons who just joined us over at patreon.com slash filmsack. They include Justin Jeffries, Brap, B-R-A-P, Brap. 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 That's like a phonetic burp, right? It is. That's. I think that's that was used as phonetic burps in comic books. Probably Brap. was. Brap. Sven Oldenburg, Jarrett Ooh. Baker, K-Sin HD, Holly Cuppy, and finally, Raymond Miller, you are all awesome. Thank you for joining us on the Patreon. You want to be like those people? Sign up today, patreon.com slash filmsack, and you'll get bonus content every single week, every single month, and other things. Go read about it. It's all there, and you'll find out why supporting your favorite film show is good for you. That's filmsack, or sorry, that's patreon.com slash filmsack. All right, our next movie is going to be The Torture Chamber of Dr. Sadism. <laughs> that wow, kick, awesome. that kicks off our month of October, right? Yes. Yeah. Finally, yeah. how we it feel is here. Going. I've never and, seen this. Yes, a sixties movie. Fifty-five years. Yeah. Give me Woo. an idea. Well, give me an idea of what we're looking at here. What's our What's our synopsis? What's the all right? Deal? Like I, uh, in olden times, Count Regula <laughs> is drawn and quartered for kill, <laughs> killing twelve virgins in his dungeon torture chamber. Okay. I mean, thirty-five <laughs> years later, he comes back to seek revenge on the daughter of his intended thirteenth victim and the son of his prosecutor in order to attain immortal life. Wow. I'm already in. Wow. Yeah. I don't even know what to say about any of that, except we're in. That's great. Yeah. And it's old sure. and we haven't done an old one in a while. It's uh, it sounds cheese ball as hell. Great old shitty effects. I'm, I'm stoked. So and the, the movie poster, well, we'll talk about it next week, but just remind me the movie poster. Oh my God, please folks go to Amazon prime and watch the torture chamber of Dr. Sadism with us. Yep. It's happening. <laughs> oh yeah. Amazon prime. I'm glad you mentioned that. That is where we will be watching that one. So that kicks off Sacktober, our yearly, uh, all month Halloween film sack event for low. These many, how many years have been now? For like, low. Will it be 14 years? Wow. Shut really? up. Hold on. 2009. 13? So 13. Oh, this we will be our 13th October. 13th, yeah. Oh, 13th October. Oh, my October. God, our 13th ooh. October. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> That's actually cool. Well, anyway, 
That's weird. I can't believe it's been 13 of these. Anyway, oh, no that'll, that'll be tomorrow. So, or tomorrow. That'll be next week. Tomorrow? God. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched that. the movie yet. Uh, yeah, so tune in for that. Torture of Chamber, the torture chamber of Dr. Sadism, <laughs> not the torture of the chamber of the Dr. of the Sadism. All right. That's it. Filmsack.com is our website. Again, patreon.com slash filmsack if you'd like to support us. Filmsack at gmail.com is our email address. While you're at it, follow us on Twitter. There's always fun stuff happening there over at Filmsack. And leave us reviews wherever you get your shows. That's going to do it for us. For me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. I prefer it my way. (laughs) We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. I like the hat. Yeah.